0: I mean, I am so proud to be an American.
1: Actually, she said I was about to take my own life. That you're not alone and that your brain is lying to you and that people do care about you and you will be missed if you're gone. I lost my daughter. She died by suicide.
0: And I looked at him. I knew he was dead. And then I had to go treat the guy who shot him. And don't give up. Negu. N-E-G-U. Never, ever give up.
1: Thank you for tuning in to this special series of Faith in Your Recovery. We're coming to you live from Lucas Oil Stadium at the
0: Fire Department International Conference. We hope you enjoy these stories from the front lines. Stay tuned and God bless. We are faith in your recovery and we're glad you've joined us my guest today is joshua putnam welcome josh thanks good to have you with us we're glad you're here welcome to lucas Oil stadium and our uh, faith in your recovery podcast tell us where you're at in life right now. And then we're going to go back in some earlier years and we'll catch up, but introduce yourself to the folks and just let them know what you would want to know about you.
1: Sure. Sure. Well, let's start with, uh, I'm a father. Um, I've been married. We were married 10 years before the Lord gave us kids. We weren't even sure we were going to have kids. And now I have three. So they're all, they're all younger than, than all my friends. Right. <laughs> so I, my oldest, I? my oldest is almost nine. And is that I, a boy or a that's girl? That's a girl, and okay. then i the middle one is a boy, he's six, and then I have a four-year-old little girl and they are loving it here this is better than disney world for them (laughs) what is it they're loving so much i've got
0: to guess the trucks, the fire trucks and yeah so
1: part of who i am is i'm a volunteer firefighter uh i as i'm a pastor and a full-time vocational pastor and then i'm a volunteer firefighter in our community Uh, i i made that choice so that i would have an an in so i would have opportunities to build relationships in our community that's really why i'm a firefighter okay but they love that they love that daddy's a firefighter when the page goes off they're pushing me out the door to go wow. uh, they love riding in the truck parades you, you know bet. so when they came here and they're they're just absolutely loving all oh, of this.
0: that's neat and you said your community howard city Michigan. howard city michigan. where is that Josh? so if you know
1: where grand rapids michigan is on the okay. west side of michigan there's a road 131 the highway runs straight north so we're straight north about 20 minutes small community uh, one stoplight. I mean, we're, we're little, but I love it.
0: What's the number in tent ballpark?
1: Uh, we're just a little under 2,000.
0: I come from a community of that same size. We're right at 1,400 to 1,600. Yep. So it's pretty similar. <laughs> so we come from much the same background. I was a pastor for 35 years. Wow. 25 of them were spent in that community. Okay. So uh, we've got a lot of similar background here. So Good. welcome again to Faith in Your Recovery, our podcast.
1: It's great to be here. Be here.
0: Let's go back. Tell us about Josh's early life. Some of your dreams and oh, desires. Oh man!
1: <laughs> wow, well, my dream for I tell, my dream was not to be a firefighter. I was not that that normal kid. The Lord just. He had plans for my life, and that's where, where I ended up. My dream, actually, is my dream as a kid was, was not a normal dream. It was to be a farmer. <laughs> my okay. my grandpa was a farmer, and uh, my, my very early years were spent. Uh, he, he owned a farm on two sides of the road, and my parents rented a house on one side of the road. So I spent my early years on the farm. I remember my, my mom, when I was little, she would actually take baler twine and tie me to the seat of the tractor so we could go bail hay so <laughs> that, it was in my blood that was your early seat belt yeah right? and Shoulder it, yeah,
0: bailing pipe. yeah
1: i don't know that was osha approved but on the farm it doesn't <laughs> Probably matter right not. yeah
0: i'm gonna guess it wasn't wire <laughs> twine either no no but it was
1: baylor twine it yes. was so yeah um so that was just in in my blood but um when I was about 12, 11, 12, my parents, uh, the Lord called my parents into full-time missionary service, uh-huh. kind of a unique situation where they would go and build the physical church buildings for church planners. When they're, when, when they were in a school or their house or whatever, and they outgrew that, and then they needed a church building, they would go and they could do it. It, it very much less the cost because they're supported as missionaries. Yes. So from the time I was about 12 or 13, I lived in a 38 foot long travel trailer and we would just we would be someplace for maybe about a year, build the building, and then and then move on. So that was
0: here in the U.S.
1: That was here in the U.S. Yep, and and that's what the Lord used. I was in a lot of little churches. They didn't have youth pastors. They didn't have really even good youth groups because they were so small. And that's what the Lord started to use in my heart to to say, hey, maybe there's something besides farming for you. Uh, when I was just I think I was 13, I preached for the first time. And fell in love with it. So I was like, "Hmm, maybe you know." And and uh, actually, I've been just been preaching since then. Been helping out with youth groups and, and wherever I can. Ever since then. Uh, And then I've been a pastor for almost 20 years now. So
0: So are you pastoring there in Howard City?
1: I am right in Howard City. We live in Howard City, yes. The fire department's about a block from our church. Uh, Of course, volunteer there in the little town. And our church is great. They see it as the ministry. And so if tones drop in the middle of the day. If I'm not in a meeting or something, I just drop what I'm doing and
0: off, you and go. off
1: I go. And they the church sees that as their opportunity. And, and the community understands, many in the community are, are grateful. They understand that they've done that. Yeah so. yeah.
0: so you're a chaplain there. Let's talk about some of those experiences. Sure. I've got to guess there have been some tough moments and you dealt with a lot of tough things, let alone your own involvement as a firefighter. So R- kind of right. separate those forces share but hit us with some of those.
1: Yeah, I think, so the way, that's really what got me in the fire service. So we'll back up a little bit. Okay. I did my internship uh, as a, a, a youth pastor internship one summer. It was back in 99. And my the senior pastor that I did that under, he was a chaplain for the Michigan State Police he still Uh is and so he's he had a lot of opportunity and there was a situation where a young man had drowned Uh, the family he got called out to the scene the family they didn't go to church they didn't have any connection to church so of course they asked my pastor to do the funeral and I was just tagging around with him that summer part of my internship was to go where he went and I remember sitting there there was about 300 young people that would never darken the door of a church And and I watched him sit there and share the gospel with them. And I said, this is something I gotta do. This is, and so I just kept, that stayed in my mind. I just kept praying about it. And finally the the Lord opened the door. Uh, The town that I was in before I came, I've been in Howard city for about seven years. So I spent uh, about 12 years in a town just a few minutes south. And uh, I actually got on there as the chaplain. And uh, the chief asked me, she said, do you have any desire to to be a firefighter. I said, no, if my wife caught me running in a burning building, I probably better not come home. Um, but, um, I, but one of the things I knew was I'm gonna have to earn these guys respect. I can't just show up here and there and expect them to wanna listen to me. So I showed up for all the calls. I I pull hose, I, I was their gopher. I learned where everything was and they were the ones that started saying man you need to go you need to go to the fire academy you need to you know and they were kind of you know pushing me into it and the lord the lord used that i kind of caught it there right so um so i have had both sides and i kind of fell in love with the firefighter side of it um i i think for for me what what has been interesting is the Um, Because I'm there right on scene, I don't necessarily get called to the scene because I'm a firefighter. And just uh, the first my first priority is patient care. And then when the opportunity arises, you know, then I can kind of pull back and whether it's deal with the the family or or. sometimes it's the firefighters or sure. whatever it is, then I can, I can do that. But now I'm doing it as one of them rather than this outsider who doesn't understand what they're going through. Cause I've just run the same call with them. Yes. Yes. And for me, the big thing has been, um, my, my relationship with the Lord and seeing things through the lens of, of the gospel, because I obviously struggle with, with those calls like everybody else does, but I can, uh, you know, I can the Lord walks me through that. I have a, a good foundation, and that's what allows me then to be able to to stay strong and not get sucked into to some of the you know the the, the difficult thinking and be, being able then to reach out, especially to the firefighters. I spend some time with with families here and there, and and I you know sometimes I get called specifically for that. But my main goal is is the firefighters. That's where I'm working to build relationships with those guys. So.
0: And tell me again you've been at that how long
1: uh 11 years this summer yeah yep.
0: so uh you've been there and i'm sure we've built some mighty powerful relationships yes yes
1: in fact i just had uh, a good friend of mine that's here um the lord allowed me to build a relationship we started a bible study i've led him to christ uh he's I baptized him. He's now the the chief at the at Solon, the first department that I started on. Oh wow! So it, we, I've seen some really neat fruit. I've got. Um, uh, there's there's a couple other firefighter families in our church now because of that that opportunity that I've had.
0: Well, they get to see you at work as somebody real, because I don't know for you, but during my years as a pastor, they thought i worked two hours a week. Well, they pick right? on me
1: about that, yeah, right? Yeah.
0: But now they're seeing you out there in the dirt and the grind yes. that they're dealing with and the dangers they're facing. And you're yes. a real person to them first.
1: Right. And, and you hang around the fire department with them. And of course, I don't, talk like they do or do all the things they do, but I'm there. I'm one of them. We have a good time. We have a good relationship, you know, and and that's been my goal because uh, the, the victims and their families, anytime I can reach out to them, I will. But that's generally a quick touch, whereas these are guys that are now my brothers, and and we're doing life day in, together. Day yes, out. yep.
0: Moment by moment, as you run in, you hope everybody gets to run out.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't yep. imagine some of what you've dealt with, and how that's worked <laughs> out. Okay.
1: I I often think, how did this become normal in my life? <laughs> yeah. Whatever normal. <laughs> right. Is. Yes. Yes.
0: As you're mentioning there, you may not have the same behaviors or styles of those in the department, right. we know that's a, and this is not a put down, maybe it's even a compliment, but it's a unique culture because the camaraderie, mm-hmm. you know, we're both pastors, but I probably wouldn't rely on you walking into a church with me on a Sunday morning, the same way I would somebody who's running into a fire with right. me. Right. My physical being is at stake. I've yes. got to believe in you and your language from yesterday has nothing to do with our safety right, today. Right, right.
1: Yeah, and those are guys that I might not, I'm not in with all their lifestyle, but I I trust my life to them. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know they love me, and, you know. And they, you
0: think no less of them. Right, I, none. I don't want the word pastor, reverend, preacher, to change who you are on no. the outside. I hope my life will help you change on the inside. The exactly. Christ in me. Exactly,
1: yes. Yeah, and I'll have guys sometimes they'll not so much at our department now because they know me but you know they'll apologize when they some language and you don't don't have to apologize to me
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I grew up working in construction, so I got my fill of uh, (laughs) a lot of that back then. Okay, and it's just not my style now, but I'm not going to shy away from you if you say it. Right. And as I deal with those, a part of our effort is for those who are uh, struggling with substance use disorder and a Mm -hmm. better life, Brianna's Hope, as I work with that. It's a different culture. It's one that's so far away from mine that, you know, I have moments to where relating isn't the easiest, but I'm going to work till I can. Right. And I'm not going to stop you from being who you are. I just want you to be the you that God created you to be. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So (laughs) you mentioned earlier how when you were first invited or somebody said, hey, you need to get in the firework. Whatever you may want to label that, your <laughs> wife said, or you believed, if you got caught running into a fire, <laughs> yes. your wife, yeah, I said you yes. probably better not come. Out. Right. What's been her heart with all of that?
1: Well, she's nurse, any fire wife. Right? I have said many times, especially now that I live that world, um, that they're a special. They're special people. Fire families are special people because she hears the tone drops. Tones drop she knows what we're initially being called to any firefighter knows that really once those tones drop and we're told what's going on we it it might not be that at all yes it might be worse it might be nothing Uh, so she just has to trust the Lord once I walk out the door she has she has no way to know what's going on the kids don't know any what you know they just know daddy's going and but she's very supportive of that um, like I said, I have three kids, and and there are times, you know, she just gets done cooking dinner. We just sit down, you know, we might pray and say amen, and the tones go off, and I'm out the door. Well, that's that's a sacrifice for her because now not only am I not there for dinner, she's putting the kids to bed. She's, you know. Sure. But she, she sees the ministry. We also, you know, there's just that side of it. Scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, what would I want my neighbor to do in my worst moment? I would want them to be there for me. So I see that as a way for me to live that out. I can be there for my neighbors in their worst moment. And that's kind of the beauty of volunteer fire department is a lot of the guys in the career departments, they might live an hour or a half hour from where they they work. We live in our community. When the tones go off for a car accident, I, I never know if I'm going to roll up on somebody that I know yes. or, you know, if my wife is gone, I'll call her. Are you OK? Because I, you know. Right. Um, so we're literally serving the people that we live in a community with. And I, for me, that that makes it a little more special, a little more personal. So when I think about, you know, I'm living out loving, literally loving my neighbor, the people around me. And, and she recognizes that, and, and she supports that. She's here with me. The kids are, like I said, the kids are loving this. Um, and I try every, when I can, um, I will take them and do parade. You know, they, we take the truck to parades, and it's great because the kids can ride in the truck and, and enjoy fire life. They, they like that, and, and they realize, I think they're starting to realize that life for them, yeah, not every kid has to let daddy go during dinner and, and you know whatever, but they also realize not every kid gets to ride in a truck and spray water and do all that stuff that, that they get to do all the time.
0: Yeah, there's some of those better moments yes. that they get to enjoy. Having been involved in the fire department and kind of somewhat as an insider, as a pastor, okay, with those hats overlapping at times, I'm sure, what kind of addictions have you seen a lot? Do you hear of them in some of the neighboring departments? How do your folks dress with the trauma that they face day in and day out?
1: That's a, that's a tough question. I think you know as well as I do, everybody's different. Um, a lot of them hide it, you know, they try to bury it. And, and I, that's a care for me. You have to be careful walking through that because um, sometimes if they're not open and you start prying, you're just going to push them away. So you have to be really careful how you do that. Um, but I just I see a lot of there's just a lot of different ways. Um, thankfully, I haven't had to deal with a ton of addiction on our on the departments the two departments i've been on but you see it um, we just in our in our area we just lost um, a first responder a couple of weeks ago to suicide um, not i didn't know him but you know it's all around yes. and and it's a struggle it's it's tough it breaks my heart you always wish you could do more but i'm always reminded i i can only do what's in front of me right yes. and i've got my guys and uh it's a unique situation for me because i have been able to earn the trust and and now they're learning they can come to me if if they want to there's no you know i'm not going to judge them there's and so it's it's been a neat a neat opportunity for me just to start kind of walking life with them and for me it's just a matter of turning to the lord showing them where their real hope is and then and then walking with them after that to, to help them grow and disciple them
0: we've talked a lot about how your your work as a fireman the overlap with the ministry that you provide tell us how working with the fireman works in your ministry outside of the department obviously it it gives you a a credibility in the community as a human beyond just behind those stained right. glass doors and windows. What does that do for you in your Sunday morning preaching? That's what I'm oh, trying to yeah, say. Let yeah. me get real
1: clear. So um, I am... I'm a firefighter. I'm also on in, in our county where I live, the fire fire department does not run medical calls. They only do the fire side of things. But I, I also am uh, a medical first responder through the county. So I'm in houses all the time. Right. And so the the brokenness of the world is in front of me constantly because of what I do. I, you know, I'm responding to those calls and I'm and that just that alone, as I'm preaching, as I'm as I'm studying Scripture, being out in the world um, for so long before I joined the fire department, I didn't really even have an op- opportunities in the community where I was before. Here I I came, I moved in, I was already a firefighter, I joined the fire department, and immediately I began to start to know people outside of the community. Um, which is a really, really cool thing. I mean, I, I will go to the schools and do stuff and now there's, I'll walk down the street and teachers will, will know who I am. The, the principal, school administrators, they all know who I am because I'll, I'll just, because I have the time, I make the time, right, you know. We, we don't only work two hours a week, and we're usually pretty busy. But when an opportunity comes for me, to, if it's just as simple as taking a truck and, and doing fire safety, I'm one of the main guys in October that does fire safety in the schools. But it, it from that standpoint, it opens up so many opportunities in the community. And where do you think those people are going to go when they have a hard time and they don't have a pastor? They I'm the only one they know. And then the flip side of that is preaching-wise – i i have a better i find that i have a better understanding of where our people are who are working in that world all the time because now i'm out in the world as well so it's easy for pastors to live in a bubble and get sheltered and this forces me out of that bubble and and in the world to really have a a good grasp of what's going on and i'm i'm working with people who might not have the same political views as me or the same uh, moral views as me or whatever and i have to learn to live with them and and, you know, it's not just when I'm preaching, I'm not just telling, giving theories <laughs> because this is what the Bible says, but I'm also having to learn to live live those out the yes, way that I yes. should as well.
0: You know, what I'm getting from this, you're not a, let me finish this, not quote a church pastor, but more of a community pastor. Do you think yes. that'd be
1: accurate? Yes, uh, uh, the, and so I'm a chaplain at the department where I, I'm still the where I mo- I moved about fifteen minutes north was all from where the church I'm at now and I'm still on Solon as a chaplain. I am not actually a chaplain at Howard City. We had a chaplain when I came, he moved on, and people have said, well, you're gonna become the chaplain there. I said, no, I don't need to be the chaplain there, but they all refer to me as Pastor Josh. I'm I'm their pastor, you know, they just see me that way. Uh, So I've done, I've had the opportunity to do funerals when like a family member passes away of a firefighter, uh, just, yeah, I, I, I would say that the Lord has blessed and given me that opportunity to be able to kind of be more of a community pastor, and isn't that what we should be? We're supposed to be out in the world making disciples.
0: I agree 100%. That was one of the thrills of my ministry, was to be recognized, not for the pat on the back or even a pat on the back, but for somebody to say, hey, Pastor Randy, or for many years, it was coach. I did a lot of junior, oh, yeah. high, middle yep. school coaching. I still love the title Coach Davis for a young man who's 32 right. years old coming yep. up to me or something but it allowed me to serve people throughout it got me outside the doors and it kept my spirit up and hopefully i was able to touch theirs
1: right yes
0: so josh as you know the title of our podcast is faith in your recovery Mm -hmm. what do those four words mean to you
1: well i'm a firm believer that that uh, faith is overused. And hear me out as, as sure, another pastor. Sure. When we, I hear a lot of people talk about faith, and faith in the wrong thing is not going to get you anywhere. Uh, faith in the right place is, and I'm, and that's what you guys are talking about, right? We, our faith in the Lord. I, I can have faith in a lot of things that are going to fail me. I need faith in, in my God. And, and it, you, that's where it starts. And I've seen that. Uh, I talked about this fr- this friend of mine that I was able to lead to the Lord and he was walking through some, some very deep things in his life, um, struggling with PTSD and I mean, just some really deep things. And, and the Lord has given, given him new life and it's fun to watch that. and, and so that's when you talk about faith in your recovery. That's true. True recovery is going to come through the Lord. Um, I, I, there's a lot of opportunities out there to find help in the world, and I'm 100% behind those. We need that. But if if the Lord doesn't give you new life. Uh, I'm a firm believer that all that other help is temporary help.
0: And that makes total sense. I have no problem (laughs) with any of that, okay? You just stated it a little more eloquently than I might have. But thank you for that. I'll kind of wrap it up with this question. Okay. I can formulate it in my own mind as we go. When you breathe your last breath, how do you want to be remembered? Mm. Firefighter? Chaplain? Master, husband, parent, or maybe there's something else.
1: I I, w- I want to be remembered as one who uh, showed the love of Christ. I would rather people not remember me as a firefighter, or or even a father. I would rather my kids say he he showed me Jesus. He pointed me to Christ. Uh, there's a there's a couple of things that I have struggled with. Paul says. I'm ready to be offered, I've fought the good fight, I've finished the course, I've kept the faith. And I've always thought, how can Paul be so sure, right? We're always taught that it's a matter of, um, he was faithful. Well, how do I know what faithfulness is? Because we define it by our, in our own terms. God doesn't work that way. He defines faithfulness on his terms, so how can I know? I just, I've as I've seen that in many years, I've thought, how can Paul be so sure? And over the last few year, years, the Lord has taught me, I believe, part of that. And it is if you if you read through Scripture, Paul has a lot of, you know, you think of Titus, you think of Timothy. And there's others who were he considered his his son in the faith. Yes. Yes. And then you get to I believe it's First uh, Thessalonians 2, 19, I think it is. And he's writing to the church in Thessalonica, and he says, "What is our joy? What is our crown of rejoicing?" Really, he's saying, "What are we gonna? What am I gonna present to Christ? What is this this treasure that I'm gonna present to Christ?" And we all think, it, you know, you say, "When I breathe my last breath, I'm more worried about what am I gonna present to Christ?" And he says, "Is it not you?" And I've learned that it's people. I have to <laughs> spiritually reproduce myself in others. And, and Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So that's a long answer to, no, I just want people to, works. I want to have left behind.
0: You want to point toward Christ. Yeah, right.
1: I want to, I don't want I want people to have, I want to leave behind people in the fire department, people in my family, people in my church that are now go working towards, they're, they're living for Christ and they're becoming like Christ because I pointed them to Christ. Yeah, and that's yeah. all I care. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be remembered. I want Christ to be remembered. And that's what's mo- most important
0: you know for me if they could put on my tombstone when it's all over said and done he loved others and they knew it I'd yes. be satisfied yes. with that because it you know God yep. is love and right that trickles down right. with Jesus and I hope that I'd live that out of <laughs> his name Well, Josh thank you thank you for all you do back home there in uh, Howard City Michigan in that area Thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you for being here, and thanks for what you're gonna do in the future in the name of Christ.
1: Well, thanks for having me on, and thanks for for what you're doing.
0: Well, we welcome this opportunity. We're glad we had it. Go into his peace, have a great day. Folks, thanks for tuning in. Hang in there, hold on. Your chance is just around the next corner. Don't give up one prayer too soon, one hope too early. Trust. Trust in Christ. Find your way. Amen. Thanks. Goodbye.